0: Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The Games We Play with Brian and Chris. And Emily. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, sometimes miniatures, RPGs, and tabletops, but mainly about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and with me this week, my co-host is... I'm Emily. Thanks, Emily, for joining us. This is episode 56 of The Games We Play. This week, we'll be talking about board games.
1: <laughs> and, Period. <laughs> <and some more laughs> board
0: games. Uh, the quarantine uh, is still continuing on. So, ish. So just, <laughs> ish. Uh, things are starting to lighten up here a little bit in Iowa. Emily's back to work. Woohoo! Um. So, I, I don't know how longer. We'll keep up these uh, shorter special episodes but we'll just keep doing it until things normalize out a little bit more and uh, we get back to a little more normal normal life. So let's let's get into this. Emily, uh, how is your gaming goals going? It's been a few weeks since we talked to you.
1: Yeah, I've played 133 games this year, which is a little bit less than what I thought considering I thought that I would have all this time, but going back to work has really taken out my game playing time and 54 of those are unique.
0: Very nice. I'm up to 172 games, and 60 of those are unique. So had some uh, new games played this week, and uh, got a few games in myself. Uh, not as probably as many as I would like to. Uh, with Emily now, I was going back to work, which has been fantastic for for both of us. Right. Um, schedules are changing a little bit, and you've just been working crazy. Mm-hmm. Extra.
1: Yeah, gotta get. I had to get all the the eight weeks of people that were scheduled back in. So it's been a little crazy, a lot of work.
0: <laughs> so we definitely haven't been able to play that many games together. And, um, well, we're primarily the people <laughs> we yeah. play games with. <laughs> well, so. when you're
1: social distancing, <laughs> it I,
0: is what it is. I think everybody can hashtag relate. Yes. Although... <laughs> We did have Corey come over. Yeah. So Corey came over and played Pandemic Season 1. So we continued that. A little rusty because the last time we played was the end of January. And uh, we did not yeah. do very well. No, we
1: did not. <laughs> it was kind of sad that our that the cease to our social distancing, the first time we lost
0: twice. <laughs> yeah, we lost two times around the same month. It was tough. It was It was July, so we're halfway through the game now but uh after the first game after the first game (laughs) gory and i was in there looking at the things we're like oh we could have done this and this not i'm not gonna give any spoilers but some extra stuff that was added to the games we totally forgot as i
1: say didn't you find some card we were supposed to use
0: no we just found there was a a mechanic or two that we didn't take oh uh, we didn't take advantage to of and if we had we 100% would have been able to finish that first time playoff second play we did much better and then all of a sudden
1: and then all of a sudden we didn't
0: two terrible shuffles in a row and it was it was all over uh bad bad news bears those pandemics man they'll get (laughs) you It's outbreak all over the place.
1: And you can't contain it. There's no containing it.
0: Yeah, well, you can try, but it 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 came down to 50-50. I, I could block off this or block off this. Which one? We're like, yeah, let's do this one. And, of course, the other one should have Wrong been choice. The but, I mean, it is the way it is, but we still had a lot of fun. It was fun yeah. playing that. It was fun um playing games in person with another person. Yes,
1: it was fun playing more than just a two-person game
0: yeah i mean no offense <laughs> to you emily uh well i jo- do enjoy playing games it's been it's been four months of playing i games know uh, two player games
1: we need our friends back
0: <laughs> and, and we have played some remote games and there's nothing wrong with that but that's still it's not, it's not, the, not same. the same no, no. yeah it's not i the can't same. handle it there, you go. you heard it first. You can't handle playing games with me, so no, um, that's
1: not it at all. I meant the online tabletop simulator is not fun for me.
0: <laughs> I just need practice. I struggle. Yeah, it's true. Um, all right, so yeah, we so we we did play Pandemic Season One, and it went <laughs> yeah. uh, well as be, as well as you could probably imagine, without going to detail. What else did you play, Emily?
1: Uh we played um the Fox in the Forest duet.
0: Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. And what tell tell the audience or tell the listener right now what uh, what that game's about?
1: Yes, so it the duet version, there's two versions of the game. The first one is The Fox in the Forest, right? That's just what it's called. Mm-hmm. And the second one is Fox in the Forest Duet. So it's a it's a two-player trick-taking game that's cooperative, and you're hopping through the forest <laughs> trying to get gems. It's kind of like a tug-of-war. Uh, mechanic where like you can pull the token to your side if you play a certain card and the other person can pull it back to their side if if you win the trick the tokens pulled towards you but the cards do have some cards have um, specific mechanics on it that can where change it where you would take it instead of the other person and that kind of stuff or like move the token certain amount of spaces, or trade cards, or pick up cards. So it's kind of that that fun back and forth. Um, who's gonna, it like working together to get all of our gems, but we also don't know what the other per- person's cards are. And you so. can't really talk about it, either. right? It's no, the there's again. no table talk.
0: And the and the different cards they have different paw print values if you will Mm -hmm. and that's what determines how many spaces you move on this board so whoever takes the trick you add them together and it moves the direction of the person who took the trick now some have zero one two or three and it's tough because the board's only so big and if you go off of it it counts I don't know what they call it but it counts like uh, it counts it's as if you failed or something and so you kind of reset it and you can only have so many of those fails and, and you lose the game Mm-hmm. and so that's really interesting and some of those abilities do allow you to override where you can take one card and subtract the value or you can decide to move in an opposite direction and so the, the whole point is try to collect all these gems and um if you clear the whole board of the gems, then you win the game. And there's a there's like a point system depending on what round you did it and how many cards you have and and whatnot. So you can kind of keep track. And there's different difficulty levels too. So there's two sides of the this little small board, and one side's much more difficult than the other. And then there's some other difficulty adjustments based on, um, I think cards or gems or something like that to make it harder or easier. And it's interesting. It's an interesting little game. Um, I do like trick taking a lot yeah, we both do me too yeah All the artwork on this is really cool i really like really cool. the aesthetics of it yeah and um it, it's a lot of fun it's it's pretty easy i think if you're not if you're new to trick taking this would be a little difficult
1: yeah and if you didn't know the person you were playing with very well which i think is what the same thing that we said about the crew mhm just trick taking in general it's kind of important <laughs> if you have partners it's kind of important to know your partner
0: yeah yeah so this was the duet the first version is actually a competitive version of the same game now i haven't played the we have the copy Mm -hmm. i we haven't busted out and and shrink wrap but it's a competitive version of it where i you know i i don't haven't even read the rules so i don't even i'm not going to conjecture but um but it's a little different the artwork's a little different the suits are a little different and uh I think some of the mechanics and how you win is a little different, but um, still, neat little concept—a two-player trick-taking game. I, you know, yeah. who would have thought? But uh, yeah,
1: I am interested to play the the other, the competitive version.
0: Yeah, real interesting. So, um,
1: but yeah, I, I liked it for a two-player game. I thought it was fun.
0: Yeah, I did like it. It would be a good game. You could bust out at work or mm-hmm. or even at home. It was quick. I think we played in 20, 25 minutes. We yeah. finished it. And uh, we, we, I think we got it in round two with one card left, which was pretty good on our first shot, but mm-hmm. overall really liked it. I'd like to play it some more, but yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. That was Fox in the Forest duet, correct? Yes. Cool. Uh, any other games you've been playing, Emily?
1: Well, you know, I've played drop it six times oh, with gosh. our son. <laughs> <laughs> so I I about know, dr- I'm about to drop that game. <laughs> i'm just joking it, it's so fun it, it's a good game for one okay he is six so the game options are limited and so out of all the games that i could play with them that is a good one to play it doesn't make me want to i don't know
0: Blow your brains out. yes
1: it doesn't make me so bored <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah some of those other games man It's like, uh. ugh.
1: I did introduce him to Ticket to Ride Jr., and he did really like that one. He is big into trains and thought it was so cool. His name is Denver, so he thought it was so cool that the name Denver was on the board.
0: Oh, because of Denver, Colorado. Yeah,
1: and that he got to build trains to it. Oh,
0: yeah, for sure. He
1: did really like that one as well. It's been so fun. like. Uh, the last couple of weeks, he's just gone downstairs and looked at our game shelves and pulled them off the shelf and asked us if he could play certain ones. So that's really fun. That is something new that he's been doing. So I think that has been it's been really nice to see him get into our hobby.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, another game he was one he. he- we played, I don't know how many times is there's that series of tales and games by um, yellow, Mm -hmm. the the publisher. And they, maybe you've seen these, but they look like books. So they, they sit on the shelf up and vertical and they actually look like books which is kind of unique and they have a magnetic you know opening so the book opens like a normal book and then inside is the actual game and these are based off of real books or real story or fairy tales or whatever and there's a series of them and um, we do have a couple but the one and that's the tales and game series but the one that we we've played it couple time is the hare and the tortoise which is kind of funny it's not the tortoise and the hare i wonder if that's well, a copyright thing yeah. but it's called the hare and the tortoise and it's it's a racing game so there's an actual track that's modular and there's a start line and finish line and then you have all all these different characters yeah you have the tortoise you have the hare but you also have the big bad wolf you the have fox. the fox and you have a who who else are we missing And it oh the lamb there's a oh lamb. yes the lamb And what's uh, kind of cool with this one is it's actually a pretty good game, even for a kid's game. Yeah. Uh, I would say this is a good family game Mm -hmm. because what happens is you get a card to decide who you want to win the game. It's kind of your secret bet, but everybody gets one. And then you get another card or two cards and you get to pick who you want your second person. Now, it could be the same person. It could be a different one. And then after everybody's chosen, so everybody has their two characters that they want to finish and then there's a deck of cards and it has a card for all the characters and i think there's a different distribution so there's you know 20 of one there might be 15 another and so on and so forth and so each animal moves differently depending on the cards played so everybody goes around you can play one to three cards and you can play only one of one kind of animal right so you can play up to three of the hare, but you can't play a hare and tortoise and, and so on and so it keeps going around until four of one animal has been played cumulatively between all the players or until eight cards are played once that happens then you move on to the race phase and this is where it's really unique is each character or each animal moves differently depending on the amount of cards that were played so for example the tortoise always moves one, even if zero played, but he only moves he only moves one no matter what, unless four cards of his are put, then he moves two. The lamb moves a lot faster, but has to stop at these water spots, uh, and so on and so forth. So they're all unique, which is kind of cool. So there's a little strategy there than just saying, oh, I want to play hare or, or the fox or whatever. And so there's a little strategy that kids can learn, and that actually kind of makes it interesting for adults. And, um, there's also these big bad wolf cards that will scare all the other animals. So none of the other animals, uh, will move. So you can be strategic and dump a bunch of another animal you don't want if that card comes out and so on and so forth. And so this keeps going until you get three animals that finish. And then you get points based on if your animal finished in first, second, or third. And, uh, whoever has the most points wins. It's fairly simple game, but there's some strategy there for kids to learn. Okay. Well, try to figure out what cards to play, who to move, and be strategic. Because sometimes you have to play a card. Sometimes you don't have a card of the animal you want to win. So you kind of have to be strategic. Well, the fox is in last place. Maybe I'll put one card down with the fox so I can get another card and hopefully get a a wolf or whatever. So interesting game. I I even playing as adults or something it's not that bad I mean it's not super complicated strategy game yeah but it's definitely a enjoyable family game yeah and one that you know Denver picked up right away
1: and it's fun I feel like the characters on the book the the, books, the cards are funny and like the big bad wolf and everything it's really funny.
0: And kids don't even have to read. There's no text for the right, kids to read, which is kind of nice. nice too. Yeah. yeah. So he's able to play. The only tricky thing is isn't remembering what each of the animals do and the order they go in. But there's there's a cheat card that there's again no words, just numbers. Yeah. And that
1: I did feel like that cheat card was a little confusing at first.
0: At first. But then when you realize how it works, then it's yeah. not too bad. But oh uh, yeah, fun little game. And they even had a like a special rules for tots or something. I forgot what the wording was, but essentially they dumbed it down a little bit to make it simpler for younger kids. So even if your kid couldn't understand or grasp all the rules, they could, you could play by those rules, which are much more simplified. Um, but still, Fun it, little family game.
1: And you do move the animals together. And so if your child didn't know exactly what space, like how many spaces each animal moves, you can definitely help them. It's not like they have to know that on their own. Right. Which yeah. is nice.
0: Yeah. So apparently this episode is going to be all about children's games. Apparently
1: family time. <laughs> because that's what we've all been doing is family time.
0: Oh, my word. It's, it's So true. much. I mean, other than pandemic legacy. Yeah.
1: Uh, but it was fun because he—that was the first time he had ever played a game with the bidding mechanic, mm. and so that was interesting to teach him that. And now I feel like that can kind of snowball into other games with that same mechanic. It's a jumping-off point for him.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: And he loves—he loves the Taurus in the Hair book, and so it was kind of fun to have him play a game of that where it like kind of came to life for him.
0: Absolutely. Oh, one other game I played this week is I played this on Tabletop Simulator with Corey. We played Space Base, the two oh. of us. Um, I know we talked about this. I think we reviewed this, um, I don't know, six months ago maybe, seven months ago on the podcast. Uh, but that was the last time I'd played, so it had been a while. And uh, so Corey and I played two-player because Chris couldn't make it. He was, he was busy. Um, work's been kind of crazy. Uh, but uh, we played that, and... Took a little bit to get back into it. There's there's a lot of rules <laughs> with this game. There's just... I think I talked about this on the yes, bit. Yes, I do remember that. just all these symbols and the rule book is yeah. so terrible. And Corey and I, we just... We kept saying, this is really fun, but man, these rules are so bad. We both had the PDFs up on our second monitor, and we were, okay, what does this do? We both hear us, like, scrolling with our mouse wheel through all the pages. No kidding. And there's no sense to the order of the rules, which is so annoying. So you're looking for this certain symbol, and you you would think, hey, all the symbol, symbology is, is notated. No, no. It's just in random order. It could be on page eighteen or twenty-seven. Uh, it's it's pretty terrible. However, the game is very fun. I really like it. It it just it's that whole mechanic of rolling a dice and getting resources for it. So it reminds me of the Castles of Burgundy. It reminds me of Settlers of Catan. It reminds me of of of. Um, Machi Koro. Oh. It's the same idea. same concept, but a little more strategy, a lot more options to it, and some unique, unique mechanics where when the dice is rolled, you could take the combination of the two dice or you could take the individual dice. So it makes numbers one through six super powerful because you could always, if you roll two ones, you could take, well, the yeah. two ones and activate the one spot twice, which is really cool. And there's a lot of strategy of of launching your it's like space theme. launching your, deploying your ships. And uh, once they're deployed, then you get benefit on other people's turns. So there's a lot of trying to figure out and find the sweet spot of filling out and getting some cool combos. Cause there's some really cool combos where if one's, if one's rolled, you get the benefit of one left or right of that card. And so it gives you a lot of flexibility, a lot of fun, just really confusing rules, hard to get into but I think this game is probably the best game on Tabletop Simulator i played. This game, oh, when, really? it, when, when comparing the physical version, right? Give, oh. give me the physical or give me the Tabletop Simulator and I have to choose. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Tabletop Simulator okay. every time. Just It's so fiddly because you, you have 12 cards on the number spots, 1 through 12, for the dice. And these cards are small and kind of skinny. And so when you pick up another card of the same number... So you obviously get money and stuff, and you can mm-hmm. buy from the pool and upgrade. And so I was like, it's kind of engine building, right? Uh-huh. Kind of it. So if you bought another four, let's say, well, the four that you already had there, that's when you get deployed, and that's where it turns upside down. Then you tuck it under the top of your board, so only the top red part is, shining, is sticking out, and that's what you get on other players' turns. Well, that whole sticking it under, you could stack four or five under there, and... And in the physical version, if you accidentally just catch the one card and it shoves underneath, you have to almost pull your whole board up, pull oh. all those cards out, refan it. Well, the problem is this board's really thin, and there's three tracks for your current income and mm. victory points, and mm-hmm. those aren't even recessed. So if you pick up this board, they move. Oh, leak. yeah. It's a pain. It's so fiddly to play with. But the tabletop simulator just does it. You don't even have to tuck it. You hit a button. Somebody put a button on there and it basically takes the card off there, tucks it and puts it under and locks That's it. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Maybe I should
1: try that game on tabletop
0: simulator. Yeah, we should play it. We I, should because I've
1: never played it before. I would like to try it. And I
0: don't own the game either. So it's I thought a, you did. No, I don't own Space Space. So it's a, it's oh. a chance to be able to play it too. Oh, yeah. Um, No, Chris owns it.
1: Okay.
0: And they actually have an expansion that has added a campaign to it. (laughs) Because that's all we need is another campaign (laughs) game in our lives.
1: I know. And you mentioned Machi Koro earlier. I was like, oh, we have that legacy game we need to play.
0: (laughs) I know. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, we got to get the other legacies. Anyway, so we played Space Base. Had a lot of fun. Corey just kicked my teeth and I did terrible. Uh, He got... It's disgusting. I think he calculated he got 20. You, to finish the game, it's whoever hits 40 first and who has the most victory points. And Corey got 20 of his 40 just from my turn rolling. I, I kept rolling. Oh, no. So on my turn, I'd roll something exactly what he needed, the best he could get. But it was the worst I got. Uh-huh. And then when he rolled, of course, it was what he wanted and not what I wanted. And it's just it was just one of those dice games, the man. Worst. I hate dice games just for that reason. I was
1: just thinking, it's the worst dice games. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: No, you can mitigate it a little bit with this. And my strategy I did a couple things I could have done better and and um That kind of mitigate that. That I could have taken advantage, but it it is what it is. It's it is a dice game, but it still had a lot of fun. I really like that game and I love injured building games, so really enjoy it.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Have you is that pretty much it of what you've played this week?
0: It is. I know. That's basically it.
1: Unfortunately.
0: All right. Well that's (laughs) in the podcast. Everybody (laughs) have a good night.
1: Is there anything that you would like to play this week that you're looking forward to?
0: Um, man, I've been really itching to play Lord of the Rings. During oh the alert, yes, but you yeah. just seem not interested in that whatsoever. And oh, Corey Cor- really does.
1: Oh, well, you'll have to have a, have <laughs> him come over again, or you can go there. <laughs> uh,
0: but we've been on this Lord of the Rings kick ever since Corey and I started playing that Lord of the Rings uh, card game online, living card game. Mm-hmm. He's even pulled out his deck and been playing at home. Really itching to play Nemesis with yeah. the Kickstarter out. I backed it. And getting those uh adult aliens uh painted. Yes. Oh, I wanna play it, but it's it's not a two player game. Or it's not even it three player played okay, but really a four player or five player game would be great. Uh bust that out. I see these are all games I wanna play, but not necessarily with two players. I don't know. Right. I don't I know. understand. I don't know.
1: That's tough.
0: It is tough. Tough.
1: Yeah, I, I'm ready to go back to normal life
0: <laughs> a little bit a little bit
1: i actually keep thinking i really missed the dealt hand events like just going and playing games at breweries and restaurants
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that that was fun
1: <laughs> those were the good old days
0: <laughs> back when yeah it'll never be that way again probably i'm just joking i <laughs> don't know i'm being melodramatic
1: uh, you are i think it will be it'll be fine we will be fine
0: you just keep saying that over and over it'll make it <laughs> true i guess oh brother all right well um this is a short episode this is what we've been doing if you haven't caught uh if you haven't caught it this this is kind of been our our this is how we're getting
1: through the quarantine
0: yeah so uh we'll leave it here just be nice and short and sweet and check in but uh just wanted to check in here on our weekly just say hi and stuff hey hey guys hey hey guys hey all right well as usual we really appreciate you listening sorry uh just for the weird episodes from week to week uh but it is what it is uh we're just trying to get through this the same as everybody else mm-hmm. and um things are just crazy with my work and i'm working tons and emily's working tons and denver's not in school and it's just it, it it's crazy so yep we'll get through it but uh it's only a blip in time if you will yep all right well as usual we appreciate you listening and uh thank you for listening to the games we play please tune in next week for episode 57 Uh, i think chris will be back and uh maybe Corey. we'll see i think he's had a lot of extra time and likes doing it so as long as he's up for it we'll keep doing it uh but we do appreciate it Till next time keep on gaming join the conversation feel free to give us your feedback you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Games Play Pod and at Games We Play Pod at gmail.com. Good story, bro. Good story.
1: Cut it out.
0: Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, boy. 90s kids. <laughs>